Welcome to the Beauty Business Strategies Podcast, where we give salon, spa, and med spa owners quick tips to make more money, inspire your team, and create world-class client experiences. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Beauty Business Strategies Podcast. Again, my name is Michael Yost, and I'm going to be hanging out with you for another great conversation, as you become so accustomed to at this point. And again, you're probably saying to yourself, who are our great guests for the day? Well, I'm glad you've asked because we do have two fantastic business owners uh, with us today. We have Autumn and Megan, and I'm going to let them do all the official introduction, but that's how I like That's how I like to talk to them because we're like friends like that. So we got Autumn, we got Megan hanging out today uh, with us. And man, we're going to talk about some awesome things that uh, I think today's podcast is really exciting because, you know, this one's about, you know, if you've been waiting for a podcast, it just says, Here's what you should go and do. This is going to be with like, here's what you should do. Listen to what they have to share and just repeat it. All right. So it's just listen and repeat kind of a scenario. But before I get too far ahead of myself, why don't you guys give a formal introduction of yourselves, uh, your business, where you're from, all that good stuff. Autumn, why don't we start with you? All right. Yeah. My name is Autumn Queen. I'm co-owner of Identity Atelier here in Columbus, Ohio, doing hair for 17 years. And Meg and I have owned the business for three years. We just celebrated on Friday, actually. Awesome. Woo. I feel like I should sing a like happy anniversary <laughs> song or something. I don't know. But uh, awesome. Very good. Very good. Megan. Hey guys, I'm Megan Schmidt. I'm Autumn's business partner at Identity Atelier. Happy to be here. I have been a stylist for a little over 15 years and just excited to be able to chat with you guys. Awesome. Awesome. Well, here's here's the deal. The reason why we have Autumn and Megan with us is because they do some really, really awesome things. They do, I'm sure, a lot of awesome things. But the one area of awesome I want to focus on is the ability to create a great client experience. And you may be seeing yourself, but I create a great client experience. Well, here's what I know. that you You probably do. You might. And maybe you don't. And you think you do. But here's what I know about Megan and Autumn is that uh, we know through facts, through backing it up with their client retention numbers and whatnot, that it uh, that they have a great, great experience going at their company uh, that retains clients at an extremely high level. As a matter of fact, I've always, if you've been in uh, a class of mine in the last, uh, over the last past uh, five, six years, I've always made the running joke when we talk about client retention that uh, if I run into a business that can uh, maintain that uh, 60 to 65% hold on the mid 60% range, as far as new client retention goes, uh, then I'm going to get them up here and they're going to be able to teach the class for me. And uh, guess what we have with you? That's why they're on this podcast, because that's exactly what they do. They retain high levels of new client retention and the 60%. Actually, don't let me quote the numbers. Where, where, What's your guys' average new client retention? 63%. 63%. She says it was so much modesty. No, like, uh, you know, like 63. Like, ah, we can be a little bit better, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, uh, sure. I guess we we're really splitting hairs, but maybe, maybe that's true. But that is fantastic. That is awesome. How about existing client retention? Where you guys sit? Sorry. Um, they're waiting yeah, for each other. Like, and I thought you looking, were answering they, that. No, they're looking yeah, at each other because this good. is on Zoom. They're both looking like, well, I answered the first one. You answered the second one. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
This is how precise they are. Because I can see what they're doing is they're now going in and she's looking, going, I need to get the exact number of I my existing client right. retention. Um, so we hold with our existing client retention around eight, 90, 91%. Okay. Fantastic. So, and again, I know they know that because I watched them <laughs> frantically look it up. Like you put me on the spot, hold on for a second. It's all good. So here's what we hear. You know, we got 63% for new client retention, which is a phenomenal number. Again, just to put it in for those that still, or, or you know, might be listening in that aren't familiar, 32% is industry average. All right. Many businesses would be happy to be at 50%. And that's what we strive for with anyone we work with, 50% and higher. But we also say, do not expect yourself to get above 65 or even for sure 70% range because that also is unrealistic. So when you hear 63%, they're really at that threshold of, man, we're doing the very, very best we can. And that's something that we don't spike for a month. That's something that we have for a long period. And again, when you're over 90% for existing client retention, that's a phenomenal, phenomenal number. So again, both great. Awesome. We got the facts out of the way. Let's dive into why that happens. All right. Let's dive into why that happens. Because for all of us, again, we have to remember, set the table. The client retention is just the measurement of that true quality score, how well do we do at our jobs and how are people returning back? And remember, there are many, many, many reasons people return to your company. It's about the overall experience, not just quality work. It's everything from, uh, you know, uh, A to Z that happens and everything in between that happens when they encounter your company from the time they first come in contact with a, when maybe it's a website or a first phone call to the time they check out and the time they leave. That overall experience is why people elect to return. So let's just start at A, all right? Let's start at A. Um, and, you know, I've asked, all, as we've set this up uh, before we we hit the official record button on this, I've, you know, asked Autumn and Megan to be, you know, I said, I really want us to be specific about what you do, because I think a lot of us would say, oh, I do that. But what's the specific things that happen? Because we can all say, well, I give a warm greeting. Yeah, I do that. Or we hang up. Yeah, we do that, you know, but we kind of take it for granted. But I wanted I, I asked them to be specific about the things they do, because they're the in the little things become the big things. You know, the little details are what make the big overall impact. So with that being said, let's break it down into kind of some bite-sized chunks. Let's start it. It's kind of like if we're thinking alphabet, let's start at A. All right. And that bite-sized chunk is this. Talk to me about what it looks like from the time someone first encounters. What's it look like from the time someone first may give a call, may be on your website, or they first call up or or make an appointment? What does it look like? Uh, for that person. And talk to me about what it looks like for maybe someone that might be brand new and someone that might be an existing customer. But again, they're calling up on the phone. Uh, and if there's anything unique about something social media or website wise or something like that, that you think also starts to send that message early on about what they're going to experience. Talk to me about that too. So everything pre to like calling on that phone and what that what that conversation entails. Yeah, absolutely. So Michael, it starts before they even enter the salon. Um, and as we know, first impressions are so important and you don't get that back. But in this digital era that we live now and now a lot of that is um, we don't always get to have the first impression on the phone like we used to when I first started. Um, and so 
we've worked really hard um, to capture the the guest experience um, before they even enter the salon through um, our social media, through our booking um, platform, through our um, website that we're being built. Uh, the first thing I do when I go to a new business is I read the reviews. And so we know that the clients who are looking for a salon are reading our reviews. So we've worked really hard to create an experience that um, our clients want to share. And uh, the way we ask for reviews is at the bottom of every single receipt that goes out, there's a link to give a review to our booking platform. So that way um, it's just automatically they point and click after they've read their receipt and we get a lot of really great reviews that way. Um, and then just just like they're doing um, their homework by looking at their reviews, they're looking at our pictures on social media. So really making sure we keep those up to date um, because it's, you know, an online gallery for them to look at. And it's a huge compliment when a new guest comes in and brings us a picture of our own work. <laughs> so it's nice to know that um, they've been inspired by a trend that maybe we've mentioned Um or, or or see our work and, and it gets them excited. Um, I mentioned we're building a new website and that's something we're very excited about. Um, we've been getting actually quite a bit more traffic through that um, than social media, which um, for a few years now, we've operated just with our social media presence and uh, we've decided to take it to that next level of having a really professional website put together that's really beautiful. And it's just in the beginning stages, but with the book now coming soon and us promoting it and the, the links we get through um, Google searches and things like that, we've gotten um, more bookings that way than we have through social media by far. Uh, and our website de designer is great because she looks at it in a more consumer based way, but she specializes in aesthetics and beauty businesses. So we sought out a website designer specifically for our industry um, that we would know best curate our brand and our image. And that has been a, she's been a huge asset. Um, and that um, she has asked us to do some really great before and after pictures, which is something we, <laughs> really great at getting the after but the before pictures are like oh darn it I should have taken a before and really doing our due diligence of getting that before picture um and having the side-by-sides as she's putting together for the website um we've started posting some on our social media and uh the response we've gotten from our guests so far is um really been huge because to see the before uh next to the after really has made an impact. So, so yeah, that all happens before they even get here. <laughs> I love it. Megan, what about, talk to me, Megan, about the, uh, so I love all the setup with that. And by the way, actually, there's a couple of things I don't want anyone to miss because we can, again, we can just let these things go in one ear and out the other. If you noticed how much detail was spent just with talking about the time and considerations that you put in, I cannot tell you, I will say this, you mentioned websites. I cannot tell you how many times 
When I start working with a client, I'll go to a website from a coaching relationship. I'll go to the website, I'll check it out, and you'll be amazed. I'm always sometimes amazed at, I can tell the last time a website's been updated, relevant, looked at, things like that. All these things, all of this sends a message. And I'll bring it up sometimes like, so uh, what about this? Or I see you're running a promotion that was, you know, out, you know, that's definitely old or this or that. All these things happen. And so pay attention to all these things because everything speaks about why people want to stay even before they encounter your business, why they might want to stay a part of your business. So Megan, talk to me then about, all right, great. We've set the table, but now they've called up, they're on the phone. What does the, what is a, what does a typical phone call look like when someone calls into your business? Start me with someone that's brand new. Walk me through a brand new person calls up and how do we know they're yes. brand new? <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's a very good, very good point. So when, um, when the phone rings, we have, um, a script or a system for how the phone should be answered. Um, and it's also really important. We train our guest service coordinators to always speak with a smile because that comes through on the phone. Um, and it just starts the conversation off in a really great way. And, um, we, ask them, you know, ask them what service they're looking for. Um, if there's a specific stylist they're looking to see, um, and some other discovery questions would be, um, if they don't care, have they ever been in the salon before just so that we can find out, um, if they're new clients or not. And then, um, we go through the scheduling and we talk to them about how, what they can expect at the salon is, is for the team to be kind of working together to make sure that they're receiving the best possible service um, that they could hope for. We like to set the stage that we do work all together right from the beginning so that um, they're not, you know, thrown off if they have other stylists coming up during their appointment to consult or answer questions. Um, we just like to make it really fun and collaborative. And so they they know from the get-go that that we do collaborate and it, it kind of puts their minds at ease. Um, we always reiterate the um, appointment day, the appointment time, who they're going to be with. We let them know uh, that they'll receive their reminders. Um, and if they need to make any adjustments to their appointment, how to do that. Um, and then from there, if they've given us any information or shared what they're looking for, who referred them to the salon, um, sometimes uh, clients will go into what they were missing with their other stylists and share what, really what they're looking for. And our guest service coordinators write all of that down in um, the client notes section on our computer software so that we kind of know ahead of time what they're looking for, what's been said, um, maybe how we can improve their experience here because maybe they didn't love the experience they had where they were at before. Um, it's just a really great way to kind of start the communication with the, with the client when they come in, but also um, it shows them what we're about right from the get-go that we all work together. We all want their experience to be amazing and unlike any they've had anywhere else. So getting all of that information right away, when they come in and see that we remember or we know or it was important enough to us to take note, they already feel so special and it's unlike something they've had 
before. I love that. I love it. So when you're, you had mentioned again, in one of the things leading up to our conversation to today, you talked about, you just start talking about notes. Let's talk about that kind of separately because you had mentioned the idea of, and I think this is a real, real, real big difference maker is you take notes down, right? You take notes down. And as a perfect example, and if you've heard me talk about this at all, I love to talk about an experience uh, that my wife and I had. This is a number of years ago when our when our sons were young, uh, but we went to Toronto and we stayed at the Four Seasons. Now, at the time, we were in proximity where we could visit there on, you know, we tried to get up there about once a year and just have a nice getaway. The nice thing about it was the fact that you knew they took notes because one time we took our boys with us and they remember they took the notes and I'm not sure where it came from, but they took down. And the next time I called up, they said, will Matthew and Ben be joining you? And, you know, my funny response is, no, that's why we're coming up there. Thank God we're trying to get away because they were young, <laughs> young kids at that point. But we had brought them up one time to see, I think there was some dinosaur thing going on. But the thing that was so unique was the note aspect was they remembered that they took that down. It's not like someone remembered that they put that into the notes section and they referenced it the next time. And it made me feel so important because they used, and again, it was a simple process, but it made that elevated to such a level that you remember that. I mean, heck, I'm telling the story and it probably has happened. I mean, I'm going to say realistically, it's probably been 15 years ago and I still tell the story about it. So, Megan, talk to me about just notes in general, because I know that was something that you guys really and, and Autumn, by all means, chime in, not just exclusive here. But talk to me about notes and what you guys look for and what maybe some of the questions that you ask, maybe specifically, whether on a call or at various times that you're talking about, like maybe at a consultation or during the services or things. What goes in your notes and how do you use those? for the future to elevate the experience. Yeah. So um, we already went over kind of how we initially start in terms of the phone call, that first phone call, those notes, and then it transfers immediately to when they come in the salon, we have an amazing salon manager and customer service is something that's very important to her guest experience. Um, she always wants it to be top notch. So she's, um, always making sure that when clients walk through the door, she knows how they take their coffee, how they take their tea, what um, little tidbits of information from what they talked about in their brief time up in the lobby area, what those are about. And she writes those down and she checks in or another guest service coordinator checks in. And also it's, it's a really good, really good starting point for us as stylists too. It, it might you know, jog our memory of a conversation that we had even the last time. So um, those little details mean so much. And in fact, she even we even sometimes write down if they want their tea during processing time, or if they don't like to have their coffee right away, or all of those little details, they speak volumes with with the clients. And those are the things that they tell their friends about. And their friends are like, huh, I've never I want that experience too. Um, so it kind of starts off from there. And then when we move into the consultation portion, just in terms of notes and, and notations, we have a client questionnaire 
And it has a lot of questions, a lot of great discovery questions, not only about um, their hair type, texture, uh, their hair history, um, but also it talks about their personal style and their lifestyle. That one always throws people off because they're kind of like, why, why do you need to know about that? And really what we're trying to do is put all the pieces of their puzzle together. So it's really important for us to know how comfortable they are styling their hair, how much time they can allot in their daily lives to style their hair. Um, we also, you know, to help with our professional recommendation, knowing their personal style really helps us make a connection in terms of where's a really great place to start. Um, especially with a new new client, you don't want to create an, an avant-garde look if they're more classic or traditional. So it's just kind of getting those puzzle pieces together, writing them down, um, and really understanding who they are as a person, as well as what their hair needs are. We're, we're completing the look and, and that's part of it. Um, we also take notes at that time um, in reference to if they've had any, it's also very important to if they've had any um, allergies or anything to any products um, so that if they're not being, um, if they're not seeing the same stylist visit by visit, everything's transparent and right there for them. Autumn, what am I missing on the consultation? Um, so we just take, I think from a note perspective, I think that, yeah. That's so what else happens? So that awesome. What else, you, you, like you mentioned in a consultation as well, we've kind of moved into that phase now with the whole dialogue. So Autumn, with that, what else happens at a consultation that, you know, that is part of the experience that goes beyond the note? part. So cool. We're, we're gathering a lot of information. That's quite obvious. I mean, again, I, you know, when I, I want to talk about all these things at so much greater length, but be aware of our time as well. But tell me more about the consultation that goes beyond just notes and gathering. Yeah. So, um, once I've gotten their tour at the salon and they're sitting in the chair, um, before we, uh, start the consultation, actually we go over, um, you know, Part of your experience at Identity Atelier today is that we're going to take the time to do, to get to know you and your hair. Um, and, you know, just to let you know, we are all working as a team here. So we love to collaborate. And another what stylist may pop over and um, we just love to all work in formulating your color and coming up with the best style for you and set that tone from the beginning. And then Megan went through a lot of the details within the new client questionnaire, but that the fact that we like bring out the iPad and we're actually taking notes, I think makes them feel very appreciated. Like we're paying attention to what we're, they're saying and, you know, reiterating what they're saying um, in our own words to make sure that we truly understand, uh, I think is huge. So going through that whole new client questionnaire, um, and then we take the time to um, look at their face shape and then talk about how we can personalize it to them based on their comfort with styling, their, their personal style and lifestyle. Like we talked about and what is overall going to make them successful with this look. Um, and so 
we really take the time to make our professional recommendation, which I think is really important because in so many clients now come in with a picture and are like, that's exactly what we want. And we want to make sure we're not just order fillers, that we're taking the time to give them our professional recommendation because that um, that really sets us apart. Um, but it also you know, allows us to like flex our professional muscle. Like, yeah, we're here and we know what we're, we're doing and you can have a lot of confidence in what you're going to receive because we've taken the time to go over all of this with them. And I can't tell you how many people at the end of our consultation say, wow, nobody's ever taken the time to do this before. Right. Well, you know, you hit it exactly right. I think that here's one thing I'm going to point out some things that just stand out to me that I think a lot of people go, oh, I do that, but you don't do it. You probably aren't doing it the way we just heard it um, and how we can keep expanding. I love the idea of a lot of people would say, oh, I have a new client questionnaire, but how many that are listening have a new client questionnaire that you hand to them when they first walk in? And again, I'm saying this is better than not having it. All right. So let me be really clear. Uh, if you've got one, you're doing it better than the vast majority of people that are. But if you're looking to up your game, how many people just hand over a clipboard or whatever, right? And you fill out the new client questionnaire, the person sitting there while they're waiting or whatever, fills it out on a pad and paper or whatnot, and then hands it back in. And that's kind of the end of it. Or maybe it maybe it goes with you to, the, to uh, your consultation or something like that. And how different is it? How different is it when you hear what's being shared here, which is, hey, we have that right on, our, you know, use technology. We got it right on our iPad and we ask questions on that and we're listening and we're taking notes. How much more interactive is that? Right. And how many more questions? How, how much can you find out by asking the questions, writing down, understanding, seeking to understand at a higher level? I mean, that's a difference maker. Little thing. Remember, that's a little thing, but it makes a big, big difference. Here's what I know is already happening. All right. Here's I can sense the audience. And so I'm going to ask it right now. People are going to say, but I don't know if we have time to do all of this. Right. So address that. I mean, just, I mean, obviously you guys do it, you guys do it well. And I got a, I got a great comeback for it myself uh, in general, but talk to me about what do you, what do you guys look like as far as like your average service time? Have you, have you found that you, you've added a bit more service time just because this is what it needs to have that great experience. So maybe instead of a 45 minute typical uh, service, we, we make it an hour instead of 30 minutes, we make it 45 to be able to accomplish these, or do you do it differently? No, that's exactly yeah. what we do. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that's what we explain, um, actually, on the, that very first phone call, uh, is that, you know, with their first visit, they will get the full in-depth consultation. So we do book 15 minutes extra time. So our standard um, haircut is 45 minutes. Um, okay. And then, so it's 60 for their first visit. Okay. And then for someone... Um, with like shorter hair who maybe doesn't get a blow dry style or something like um, a lot of men would maybe normally get a 30 minute style, but they get a 45 minute style for the first visit or like children. Okay. A lot of the awesome. time. 
All right. Yeah. So there's accounted for, hey, you're definitely first time here. We're going to book extra time. Uh, you know, obviously there's probably, is there, do you, is that something that you adjust the, the, the charge for it all? Is a first time visit any more than a regular or just as like, no, we just do it at this price. I mean, how do you guys handle that? We charge, um, by, we do hourly pricing. So they're either getting the 45 minute or they do get charged for the 60 minute. And we're very upfront and transparent with them with that over the phone. And then as we complete our consultation, every stylist reconfirms, you know, what they're doing, what the services that they're doing that day, but then also the price just so that they know upfront, um, what it is that they're looking for. So Right. I love that. Very clear. You know, again, there's another thing that we might not have uh, stumbled upon, but I think that's another part of this overall client experience is you just mentioned. It's since you guys charge by time, we know what our time costs. We can quote prices appropriately for people. And that person, when they're getting something, whether they're brand new or maybe just someone that's existing, an existing fan, but they know what to expect because that consultation has said to them, hey, listen, we're going to do X, Y, and Z, and here's what that time's going to take, especially if you're doing any type of chemical service or any type of, if you're not in the hair world, any type of other treatments that might need additional time uh, because we're asking for more than the standard. Uh, but there's clarity on exactly what that looks like. It's not guess it's here's what that's going to look like. And when we get to the front, there's not a surprise waiting for us uh, at the front at checkout. Don't never dis, you know, don't ever look past that as being a big contributing factor as to why people elect to stay with your business or elect to move somewhere else. Because again, no one wants the bill surprised at the end going, oh, I thought this was going to be a hundred and this ended up at 350. Like what just happened there? Yeah. Like how'd that happen? Yeah. Uh, you know, as far as that goes. So I love that. Um, Real quick, because um, there's a lot more ground I want to cover, but how does up into everything we talked about now, whether, and again, you can address this in any form or any way you want. We talked a lot about from a new client's perspective. We've got a great depth there. What happens on the regular for the person that comes in? Like, hey, it's Michael again. Awesome. Glad to be back. You know, I just was here three weeks ago, four weeks ago. What, what do you still do for that person like myself that comes in every month for a haircut? What does that look like still that keeps that customer experience elevated? So um, a lot of the same, because it's very important that um, clients feel like they're just as important as, as the new clients and that they get the same, they receive the same service and experience from visit to visit, but we still do the consultations. Um, it's not quite as in depth unless they're looking for a change and they know that, that we will take the time to do that. Um, one thing that we coach on is not getting too comfortable and too casual and just being like, Oh, Hey, Michael, come on back. And we always go and lead them to our chair. We always go and get their, their, beverage or we don't have them, you know, self-service. It's it's very important that as comfortable as they are in the salon, it's still an experience that we want them to come relax, enjoy, and let us take care of everything for them. Right. I love that. You know, you don't take it for granted. Like I just was thinking, it's like, 
again, how many of us do that same thing? Like, oh, hey, Michael, hey, you know where the, you know, you know where the coffee is, you know where the water is. You know, I mean, that's not bad, but I mean, that's not elevated. That's not the guy. I mean, I don't walk into my favorite restaurant that maybe I go to all the time. Maybe they know me. I don't walk behind the bar and pour my own beer. Um, <laughs> you know, I still want to go in. I want to sit there and I want to have someone serve me because that's part of it. And even though we might, you know, uh, you might know that server, you might know that bartender, whoever that is, you might have a great relationship and it's casual, but you still have the expectation of I'm the consumer. I'm here in a in in your environment, and this is still part of that whole process. So I love, you know, I love that uh, that component to it, and I also love the fact that we don't dull down that client consultation. It just now for someone repeated, it just is obviously it still covers the key areas. It just moves along probably obviously at a much quicker pace, but we're also not just assuming same as last time, you know, kind of a thinking. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're we're probing enough questions to go. How that worked out, what's going on, and hey, anything, you know, we're we're asking questions that make sure that we stay attentive uh, to people's needs. So, all right, let's advance now. Let's advance this narrative a little bit forward. Let's go to the idea of, all right, we're now at that point. Talk to me about anything that may happen during the service itself up until, let, let's go up until from the service itself to the time maybe they make that transition from the service provider back to the front desk. Let's kind of stop. That'll be the end of our kind of moment here. So we're talking about we're with the service provider, we're in the service itself, that's being delivered. And uh, to the time where, hey, listen, thank you so much. And let's let's head out to the checkout area, whatever. What Anything unique there that we make sure we do every time that is, is uh, something that's different or that's elevated? Well, during their experience in the salon, um, we all know that the shampoo is the client's favorite part. So in our initial training program, we make sure to um, that everyone learns our signature identity atelier um, shampoo and scalp massage so that every single client gets that. And they tell us how much they look forward to it every single time. Nice. <laughs> um, so that's huge. Um, but then with the experience, um, while they're, once they've had their shampoo and they're back in the chair, um, we do a ton of, uh, continuing education in the salon. I talked about the initial training program that we do for all of our new talent. Um, but that um, really sets our stylist up for success and being able to deliver the looks that the client desire with confidence um, in their skills. But we're really passionate, not just about um, educating our staff, but educating our clients too. So with every first visit. And then with the follow-up visits, um, preceding that we educate our clients on how to style their hair. Uh, and that's so important because if they can't recreate the look at home, it doesn't matter how good it looked when they left. Um, something, you know, we tend to hyper-focus on in the industry as the experience why they're in the salon, but ultimately they're judging the, the success or the judging their experience and the quality of their hair color or their haircut and, uh, until they return to the salon again. So if that's not for another four to six weeks, they're still, 
judging the quality of that um, while they're at home. So making sure we take the time to teach them how to style their hair, making sure they have the products um, that they need at home to create that look or the right shampoo to keep their color from fading will ultimately um, be what helps them decide whether they want to come back or not as well, because um, they're expecting it to last that four weeks or that six weeks. And if not, then that's, uh, you know, a judgment on, on us. So it's really important that um, we do that. Yeah. And if I could just interject too, with, with what we teach, we talk all the way about how to properly shampoo, condition your hair. We talk about how to properly brush or comb the hair, apply, how to appropriately apply the product, and even how to hold the round brush and the blow dryer to make it easy and comfortable for them at home. So um, it's very, very important to us to break it down um, break down each step individually so that the clients feel more comfortable, like Autumn said, doing this at home so it lasts their entire period in between services. Are they interacting physically with that as well? I mean, are they, are you, so you're showing them, I mean, I can understand that, like, hey, listen, you want to hold the brush like this? I, I mean, again, loving all this. Are you having them also do that a little bit just to get the feel of that, just to see that they got it the right way? Or is is that where that goes to as well? At time, Maybe it's not every time, yeah. but maybe for some it is like, no, here, you know, Mrs. <laughs> Jones, grab that and let's do whatever, right? Yeah, yeah sometimes we do take it to that level by handing them the curling iron if that's what they're struggling, struggling with or the flat iron or when the blow dryer round brush combos came out um, and they're like, oh, I'm intrigued by it, but I'm so intimidated by it. We would do a section and then we'd hand it to them and they would do a section. Gotcha. Love it. Megan, did you have something more? Because you both chimed in at the same time on that. I one. know we did. No, she 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 got it. She's got right. it. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Awesome. All right. So what happens at the end? So now we check out. Talk to me a little bit about just even because I think this can be a good make or break moment as well. Let me ask this question because uh, I, I, I'm I, making an assumption uh, on this. Uh, do you have a specific uh, front uh, guest care uh, providers uh separate or do you do all the checkout yourself does the service provider do it do that as well while the whole team is trained the stylists are all trained to be able to to help at the front we do have designated front desk coordinators okay um so yes there is a, a kind of a handoff that does okay. happen so again everyone and i love I, again i'm glad to ask the question because the one thing i love that you said is Everyone knows how to do it. While we have people specifically for it, everyone is trained. So that way, if someone's tied up, guess what doesn't suffer? The experience looks the same every time because we all can do it. All right. Now, but since you do have a specific guest care team, then talk to me now about the fact that we finished the service. We're coming to the front. Is there something unique anywhere in that handoff that goes from a service provider to guest care? along with the fact that what then wraps it up, uh, what puts the the bow on all of this uh, and how's that end look? So since 
uh, we were talking about the experience in the chair. At the end of that experience, we always take the time to recap everything we've done. So we um, go over the service um, that um, they perform the day, what they would need at their next visit, when we would recommend them coming back for that, and then writing down the products that we use and then giving them the opportunity to ask questions like, oh, you know, now what do I use this one for again? And, and so on and so forth. So we, we do that at the chair and then, um, this is all a part of the happiness system, which we incorporated this past year. And then it's great because, um, there's great communication that happens with the stylist and the client, but then we're able to give that, um, card that we've created. We took, um, papers um, and laminated them so that we can reuse them because we're all about sustainability as well at our company. So we fill that out with an expo marker and take it to the front desk and they um, then have all the information they need to have a successful checkout and get the guest rebooked when they need to, um, knowing the services that they're going to need to schedule, what products we've recommended and all of that. Love it. Love it. Awesome. <laughs> so as we're thinking about this n- overall, I think some things stand out to me, you know, that I think we really all need to make sure that we we take from this is, I mean, you saw the amount of, you know, even, even in this podcast, the amount of time we talked about the things that we did before we even got to the service itself, you know, the majority of, and I, I truly believe that, you know, I've always thought, you know, that a great consultation when done right is probably one of the most significant moments you can, you can have in an, in your overall experience, because that really, to me, sets the client at ease and locks in and gives them the experience that this is going to be something that, wow, these people know what they're doing and uh you know i i build some trust and i build some some comfort here already even if i'm just there for the very first time or it's something i've just come to expect time after time this is why i keep coming back because i love this high level of of connection but if you listen to everything that was talked about you know and you go back and you listen to this again all the work that gets done even before we hit the service itself you know, how important all that is. So never, do not ignore all of that. And also, I love the fact that, again, they don't let down when it comes to, you know, again, making sure that the client understands how to achieve that result at home. And and again, this to me applies no matter what service industry that you are in, you know, people need to know how to maintain whatever that is, whether it's a skincare regimen uh, and maybe properly using the tools and, and applying the the product uh, that you're recommending that way, that that's done properly. Maybe it's something that has to do with lashes or maybe it's something that has to do with a different service that you may offer. It does not matter. To me, everyone needs to understand that. And again, you saw, you heard what it, you know, that, that heightened experience that goes into it. Um, and I, I'm again, this has been fantastic. This has been fantastic. So as we kind of wrap this up, I think one of the last questions in the last couple minutes that I just want to kind of put out there, because again, I know I can sense questions that are, I think, in the room is, 
All right. This is all well and good. We are talked about, do you really have time to do that? Oh, we book extra time. We know it's booked properly and we know the time is allowed for cost wise properly. So, okay. Check. Got that one off the list. The other thing is, okay, how do I get everyone to do this every time? <laughs> so what's the secret sauce to everyone every time? Well, it's, it's an, it's an expectation and the team counts on the team. Uh, so everything has to be done in order for the success of everyone and everyone wants to see everyone succeed. So it just makes it that much easier. Perfect. <laughs> uh, have you got anything to add to that? Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. And if we, we just coach each other up, you know, if, 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 not happening to a hundred percent, like, you know, we take the time, like, Hey, you know, how can we, how can we help, um, make that happen every single time? Because, you right. know, nobody's perfect. We're all human. You know, sometimes we get behind, um, but our team does a really good job of keeping an eye on each other and staying out on the floor, even if they're not working on a guest and going and helping another teammate, you know, like, tidy up their station or, you know, <laughs> help each other out so that we can take the time to do these things so that, um, everyone has a great experience. Right. I mean, you know, I love it. And, you know, I love Megan, what you said to the initial part of the question as well, which is, and this is the attitude we all need to take, which is just like, what is the secret sauce? And it was like, well, it, no, there's no secret sauce other than this is the expectation. You know, people that do great things, just expect great things are going to happen. We don't go, I don't have to, I'm not convinced. I'm not in the, I'm not in the job to convince you to do something. I'm not in a job of this or that. We're in the job to be, to elevate a great experience. This is just what we do. I mean, we just, we take for granted, this is going to happen. Not that we take it for granted, meaning we, but in our mindset is this is going to happen every time. And I'm just going to, this is just what happens. It, it, I don't think differently than that. And if you do, you're thinking at 99%, you got to think at 100%, which is then when it gets a whole lot easier. Just fact, this is what we do every person, every time. And this is the expectation. So I don't, I don't know what to tell you other than, uh, yeah, if you want to work here, this is what we do. So cool. And we're going to, and like you said, Autumn, then too, and we support each other and we do everything we can to make sure that it ha does happen that way every time. And we got each other's backs because not every day runs perfectly. And, and so we recognize that, but that's how we get every person every time is the fact other people are looking out for each other. We're great team members. And, and, and again, why does that happen? Because that's the expectation. It's not a matter of, you know, I'm sure when someone gets hired, because I'd love to talk, we could talk about, like, I'm really intrigued to, to ask you about your retail and things like that, because when you do all this, I can guarantee you, and I'm not going to open up the can of worms because we'll chase another half an hour somewhere else. But the fact of the matter is I can pretty much almost guarantee you that here's a company that probably does very well with retail. Why? Because we give a great client experience and we, you heard them talk about, we do this and here's why you're going to use this and here's how this is going to work. And it's just naturally retail is going to happen because this is the expectation of it where the process is built for the expectation. Um, one last question I do have for those, do you have this, are all these kind of steps and things like that is this mapped out? How is this mapped out? How is it written out? Uh, I actually already know the, the, the answer to this question uh, as a side 
joke for myself that I'm laughing at. Uh, just to let everyone that's listening in a little bit on the behind the scenes. Obviously, we had a call or two before this. And uh, last night, uh, before we were set to record today, I received a very long written out, uh, you know, kind of uh, agenda type of thing. I'm like, ah, here's people that are attention to detail. And I love it. So I would imagine this is probably all scripted out, written out, sits in a handbook somewhere. I mean, is am I right? Or how, what does it look like? Yeah, yeah. You said you wanted details. So <laughs> with Megan and I, you always get the details. Right? <laughs> our team will tell you that. Um, but yes, it's in our it's in our uh, training binder. Every single team member has as a part of our signature systems, and it's called the flow of the guest experience. And um, we use a infinity symbol in our in our binder that, because it's never ending. Love it. The experience love is it. never ending. It yeah. is never ending. I love this. So this has been, you guys have been awesome today. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been fantastic. Again, for those listening, please, please, please take some of this and go, how do we elevate what we do? Or maybe you heard something that goes, wow, I hadn't thought about that. We need to do that. And for anyone listening, again, please just don't go, well, I, well we do that and, and brush it off. Look at it. Dig a little bit deeper, take what you heard that's happening here, apply it and keep elevating your experience because I will tell you right now, when you achieve, you know, mid 60% uh, range on your new client retention and 90% on your existing retention, your business will grow quickly, it will thrive and it will be something that becomes a very healthy, fun place uh, to be a team member on and to be a part of. So uh, again, one last time, Megan and Autumn, thank you guys so much for hanging out, taking some of your afternoon today uh, to share your wisdom with us. We appreciate it. Thank you, Michael. Oh, you're welcome. All right. And with that being said, this wraps up another fantastic podcast. So I look forward to talking to you all again on a future one. Until then, have a great day. Thanks again for listening to the Beauty Business Strategies Podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to hit follow and please share the episode link with anyone who you think could benefit from today's content. To learn more about how strategies can help create more fun, profit, and growth potential for you, your company, and your team, we invite you to schedule a free 60-minute strategy session by clicking the direct link in the description of this episode. There, you'll also find links to our wide array of coaching, seminar, and learning opportunities, all of which can be found at strategies.com. 